Hello everyone, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome to the Building from the Bottom Chapter 2 podcast. Today on Episode 2 we have a guest as promised, but before we go into that I'm just going to tell you and pick up a little bit more from last week. On Episode 3 we are going to be moving to Anchor and that's that means that the podcast is no longer going to be on SoundCloud. It will, however, be on multiple different places, including places such as Google Podcasts um, and Podbean. So I will leave a list in the description of a variety of different places where you will be able to go next week ready for the podcast. Okay, so jumping straight into it. Today we have with us a good friend of mine that I've known um, between six months and a year now who I met initially on Twitter. After commenting on some of his things, we got a discussion going, we connected on LinkedIn and now we are connected on multiple different social media sites and we've been on multiple different calls and I've even been on his podcast. This guy's name is David Calvert. He's a good friend of mine and he's an author with eight books, four of which are in print and four of which are slightly shorter and so they come as ebooks. And hopefully by the end of the month, one of these books, which is a sci-fi book, will be formally released. David, would I'm going to do a little challenge with you today. Okay. Um, you're going to have one minute to describe how you got from the very, very beginning of your life to now and some of the major things that have developed you as a person. Your time starts. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Um, basically, uh, as a child growing up, my parents always encouraged me to do creative and unusual things. And that actually um, kind of guided me to think outside the box and to not be limited by beliefs that most people have. And in doing so, um, though over the years I did kind of lose my way, um, more recently uh, I've been able to start writing books and start um, building up a social media presence and meeting people like yourself and, and actually have eight books out, which I would have never thought in a million years I'd be an author or a published author at that. And, you know, it's been quite an incredible journey. So, you know, it's kind of my first book is about that kind of how I went from there to, to here. And, uh, you know, it's called, excuse me, I don't think I have a box. And, you know, I just really, really enjoy writing. I really enjoy helping other people start podcasts and, and teaching people um, what I learn as I go. Yeah. Yeah, I really get that. And I have to say, the first time I saw um, the first book about being not fitting into a box, I found that really, really interesting because um, in school, they do tell you to try and think outside the box, but often when you start to think outside that box, people will laugh at you and the teachers can often put you down and see and say to you that you're silly. And so what would you say, David, was your most influential moment, something that changed you fully as a person that you can remember? Well, uh, you know, just having parents that were so, um, 
open. You know, they were uh, very, and, and this doesn't necessarily even have to be parents. There, there can be those, those people in your life, um, like, like Uncle Ben in, in, in Spider-Man, you know, how he was like, you know, with great uh, power comes great responsibility. You know, he was there encouraging Peter uh, to do good. And, you know, you have those people that come into your life who are just like, you know, yeah, you can do that. I believe in you. I'm behind you 100%. And that's really what, uh, what, you know, inspired me was having that and then just going out there and trying things. Um, you know, and I, I, I used to send off designs to Lego. I used to write, uh, stories for video games and send them to video game developers. Um, you know, I did all of this stuff back in the, in the, 80s and 90s, I've written letters to uh, several of our uh, presidents here in the States and uh, received letters back from them. And, uh, you know, my parents just always encouraged me to try different things. And over the years, you know, ideas would spark and then I'd go, okay, cool, I'm going to try that. And that's how I kind of fell into podcasting and writing and, and, uh, you know, some of the stuff I do online. Yeah, that's really cool. I love the fact that you reference a superhero. Who, who would you say is your favorite superhero? I mean, at the moment, it's really busy, especially in Marvel at the moment. They've got like Captain America, they've got Iron Man, and they've got um, all of the Avengers. So if you could have a superpower, who would it, what would it be? And who is your favorite superhero and why? Okay. Um, but yeah, like you said, there are so many. Um, to be honest with you, um, probably, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, mostly because he didn't have any superpowers, but he was just so creative that he basically took his knowledge and created the suit and, and, and you know, did all of these things or, or like also like Batman in a way where, you know, he took what he had and became a superhero, even though he didn't have any superpowers like Superman or, or Dr. Strange or any of these other. Uh, characters yeah and if you could have a superpower what would what what would that be oh gosh Uh, (laughs) probably uh probably flying uh just because i love to travel and so it'd be really convenient to be able to fly and just you know pop off to madrid or to you know england or africa or wherever i'd want to go yeah i mean for me i've been watching a TV series um, over the past um, probably about a year and a half now, which is called The Flash. Um, have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. 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 And I've heard of the films, but it's never really interested me. But when I saw this TV series, I was kind of going through them at the time, um, through all of the superhero TV series, because all of them seem to be made at the same time and so i watched the flash and i have to say i completely love it and by far that has to be my favorite superhero just because of watching the tv series for me um i also for me and superpowers i'd have to say super speed because again you can travel anywhere but then just because of watching the flash some of the abilities that come with super speed, you can make things like a tornado um, just from running around in circles and you can run up buildings. So you still get a bit of that kind of flight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a good one. The flash is a great show. I really 
have enjoyed it of the uh, of the superhero shows. It's definitely one of my my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that too. Um, so why did you initially one day? Um, I, I don't know where you at work. Did you get back from work and just decide to pick up a notepad and pen and start planning a book? How did it all begin? Uh, well, actually, um, for many years, people have told me because I've always been a avid like storyteller. Like I'll just like sitting around a campfire, you know, uh, I'd start telling like ghost stories or whatever, and people were always like, "Oh, you should write a book." Or also because of different things I've done in my life, people should said, you know, you should write a book about things you've done. And I was always like, yeah, I'm not an author. You know, authors are certain types of people and that's not me. I don't fit into that, that mold of being an author. And finally one day I was actually, um, it was four o'clock in the morning. I had woken up uh, from a very, very unusual science fiction esque dream. And I was like, Oh shoot. Let me run to my computer right quick and just start typing this out before it leaves me. Because, you know, when you wake up and you have this dream and something really profound happens, you forget it, like, shortly thereafter. Um, so I started writing it down. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I should totally make this into a book. And then I go back to try and continue writing the book, and I just could not write it at all. I, I haven't even been able to go back to it. And it's been almost a year now since I wrote uh, this story. Um, but as I started to try and write chapter two of that book, another idea started coming to my mind and I was like, okay, I'll set this to the side. I'll write this other, uh, novel. And so, uh, while I was at work, like in my down cycles or on my lunch break, you know, I'd, I'd continue writing at it. Um, and in about six, a little bit over six months, I actually finished my first novel. That's the one that's hopefully going to be ready uh at the end of the month it's called hurtling towards home a story of hope um yep. and then since then i've actually written the other eight books that's crazy that you literally went from having a dream and now you've got eight books um that are if not already out they're soon to be coming out that's actually really mad so for the people that are listening um, these are people, these are the type of people that, um, want to go out and make a difference to their life, but they either have only just started or they're not fully started. What would you say is one of the key things that helped you get started? Uh, for me, the biggest thing that really helped me get started was the fact that I finally stopped trying to put myself in a box or let others put me in a box. Um, you know, of, oh, well, you know, you're not a writer. You're just an IT guy. You're just this, you're just that. So I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do this because I really want to do it. Um, I had a reason to do it and, you know, it's not that hard to actually start publishing the books through, through, uh, Amazon. Yeah. So I, I just decided, you know what, no excuses. I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to do it. I want to do it and I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me any different. So that was really the big thing was just not letting anyone and most importantly, my own self talk, talk me out of actually doing it and, and then actually just going out and doing it. Yeah, I really get that. I mean, 
whenever you try and do something that maybe seems a little bit different to what everyone else is doing, there's always going to be quite a few people. Um, some of them may even be people close to you that you've always seen as your best friend or your sister or your brother or another family member. And I definitely agree with you when you say that sometimes they try and help, but it's, it's, it doesn't always come across like they're trying to help you. And I don't know whether you get what I mean on this. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause they'll give you like the, um, you know, they'll try and give you that advice like, Oh, do you really think you should be writing a book or, or, you know, shouldn't you be focusing on something else? They kind of like, 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 well, that's cool that you're writing a book, but <laughs> you know, so I definitely understand that. Cause yeah, I, I actually had a moment, um, at work. Uh, it was a day before a holiday and, um, I'm sitting there, everybody's just kind of chilling because most people aren't in the office and I'm just sitting there just typing away, like furiously typing. And one of my uh, coworkers looks at me, he's like, David, what are you doing? We're all sitting here watching Netflix. Uh, <laughs> what are you writing a book or something? And I'm like, yeah, actually I am. And so they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so they were kind of shocked uh, because I was just sitting there typing and everyone else was watching movies or television shows. So yeah and I definitely think and and I've experienced this myself as a student that people often say, "Why are you doing that? It's the holidays, it's time to relax and i'm I'm quite bad at it because if 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 I'm in the flow to do work, I will not socialize, and sometimes I can come across quite rude but I, uh, and that's simply because it's not that I'm hanging around with other people. It's because I'm sitting at home, smashing away at the keyboard, trying to build a life for myself. And I, I definitely think as a student, um, a lot of university students are known for going out and maybe having a bit too much to drink. And so whenever I decline people, I always find that I get quite a few strange looks. So, David, please tell me. Um, well, actually, please tell the audience a bit about um, you before before it all began, before you wrote your book and before you stopped watching Netflix and um, started working. Before all of that, um, with your nine to five job. What, okay. well, what did you used to do in your spare time and how have you found that that's that changing what you do in your spare time has positively impacted you? Okay. Well, I mean, before, um, you know, I was, uh, well, I still am, I still work in it, uh, for, uh, for Wells Fargo, uh, here in America and, um, you know, just a normal nine to five computer repair guy you know, and, uh, I'd get off work. I'd sit in traffic for several hours. Um, generally, even though I only work about 23 kilometers away from my house, <laughs> uh, but the traffic's always terrible and I'd get home, I'd sit down, I'd, you know, heat up some food and turn on the TV or hop in from my computer and play video games. And that was my life. You know, it was just 
go home, you know, do a little bit, go to sleep, wake up, go back to work and just repeat the process. And it, it all started to get very droll and very boring and just was very unfulfilling. So, you know, I hopped onto uh, LinkedIn to actually update my resume and just to, just to give me something to do. I wasn't necessarily job hunting, but I was just like, well, I'm kind of, you know, at work, I'm, I'm, things are a little slow. I'll just update my resume. I found uh, the news feeds and started seeing that people were actually sharing like inspirational messages. People were actually sharing business tips. People were actually talking about creating businesses and collaborating with other people. And I kind of got addicted to that idea that, that um, thought that, you know, these people are like me, they have nine to five jobs that, but they're out there uh, with their, their side hustle, um, you know, working on other projects, writing books, uh, starting businesses, coaching people, uh, running podcasts. And I was like, you know, this is actually good. This is something that would actually be entertaining. This would be engaging. This is something I can interact with more so than watching television all day. Um, so why don't I try it? And from there, you know, I started talking to these people and asking them questions like, you know, how did you get here? How did you start doing this? And as I learned and, and had these conversations and phone calls with people and eventually started going to LinkedIn local events, um, you know, I decided that, you know, I'm going to start doing this as well um, because I can, you know, make a little side money on it. It's something that engages me on an intellectual level and I can create and build and, you know, maybe someday step away from that nine to five job. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of really lit a fire under me. And ever since I've been go, 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 um, you know, every, every moment I'm awake, I'm, I'm working on some new project or some new idea for a future endeavor. Yeah. I really get that. And what, what you said about, um, literally just taking the first step and, still being in that nine to five job, but then also doing that little bit extra and life being a bit boring. Um, I started to find that I always used to pretty much run home from school and jump straight on my Xbox. I'm sorry if any, any of you guys listening really love PlayStation, but I'm an Xbox player. Um, and I always used to run home and literally switch on my Xbox before I did anything else. It was literally the first thing I did. And I did this every day. And then one day I wasn't in the mood to play Xbox. And then I thought, well, what else can I do? And so I, I picked up things like scouts. Um, and then that took away probably like a few hours of my free time within a week. And then I focused a bit more on education and over time for me, I, I think that it just slowly Xbox slowly went away and don't get me wrong. I do still play it. And whenever I play it, I really enjoy it. But after about it, well, if I tried to play it for about three hours, I think I'd start to get bored now. Because I think, as you mentioned earlier, whenever you're trying to start something, it can often be quite difficult. 
and just taking that first step is the hardest part and you may not know what's on the other side just like me starting this podcast I didn't have a clue what I was doing and I'm sure you were the same when you started your podcast and started writing a book um you wouldn't have had any idea of what you're actually doing you just knew you were writing and then you had the idea of writing a book just like me I just had an idea of starting a podcast and now it's became a weekly thing and I get to meet great people out of it and so I I don't know about your thoughts David but sometimes you need to venture into the unknown in order to find the different aspects of yourself Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, actually, one of my favorite quotes is by Arthur C. Clarke, um, which is uh, the only way to discover the limits of what's possible is to go beyond them. Yeah. And and I find that to be so true, because once you take that first step, you know, people say uh, one of the famous sayings is, you know, opportunity knocks, you know, only once or in op- one opportunity knocks, you need to answer. Um, but what I've found is as I've started taking these steps and start taking this journey after I got past the first step, each step got easier, but I've had opportunities chasing me down, um, almost with a stick, uh, if you will, (laughs) to, 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 um, you know, get me to do other things. I mean, I'm co-authoring a book. I've had an offer to actually start my own television show, um, which I ended up turning down because I didn't have the time to do it, but, um, you know, just all kinds of stuff, touring with my books and things like that, that are coming up book signings. And it's just been crazy. The amount of people who reach out to me on a daily basis now. Yeah. I, I, I have always thought the same as well. I've realized that, um, probably since I was about 16, 15, 16, and I started taking opportunities, no matter how small they are, it always ended up leading to a larger opportunity. And then it just kind of had a snowball effect. And it's, it can always, it can always be quite nerve wracking because you don't know what's around the corner, but sometimes it can reap great results. I definitely have to say that. True. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing is, you you know, you might never know what, what's going to be around the corner and that can be kind of scary, but it can be exciting too. And, and you don't have to say yes to everything that comes your way either, because there might be something even better around that next corner. Yeah. That's something I'm in the process of learning because I always used to be that type of person that would say, yes, if someone wants me to do something, I would always the majority of the time I would say yes. And then I started realizing that I didn't have enough time to say yes to opportunities that were better. And so now I'm trying to weigh it up slightly to figure out whether it's something that's going to help me push forward or whether it's just something I'm just doing for the sake of filling up some time because I'm trying to, hone in my focus a lot more now and at the moment it seems to be going quite well um i have had a few bumps in the road i've 
questioned whether I should have taken an opportunity or whether I have taken the right opportunity. Um, but I try not to think about that too much because then you, you might start to regret and I don't know about you, but that's something I'm really scared of. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing when it comes to stuff like this, you really can't second guess yourself on that. You've just got to, you know, cause I, I kind of believe that things happen for a reason and you yeah. know, so with that being said, if I was supposed to take that opportunity and I didn't, then it must've been, you know, because something else was coming and I just let it go. I just kind of flow like water when it comes to that. Because if you sit there and think about all those things, like, well, maybe I should have done that. Maybe I shouldn't have. You'll drive yourself crazy. And, and then you'll be stuck in this box of, you know, in your own mind, like, oh, well, you know, uh, and then you, you start to doubt your creativity and what you're doing. And it just, it's a downward spiral. So the best thing is just to say, okay, I don't think this one's good for me. I'm going to do this instead. And then just keep on trucking. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely happened to me several times. I've got into a box in my own head and it is really difficult and sometimes it's quite hard to get out. So something yeah. else um, I, I was going to mention was LinkedIn. You, you mentioned that you were updating your profile on LinkedIn, just like updating your resume. And Initially, when I first joined LinkedIn, I always got told that it was a business platform and it was purely for searching for jobs. But I realized after finally completing my profile and putting lots of time and effort into it, that actually it, was, it wasn't a business platform at all. And what people had told me wasn't fully correct. And LinkedIn for me, I feel like I mastered it quite quickly and mastered the the idea and the concept of what, what was going on on LinkedIn. And I mean, I've gained opportunities from LinkedIn, just like having this podcast. Um, and I've even got into content creation. And when I first started posting on LinkedIn, it, it was nothing serious. It was just... Um, getting myself out there slightly and then now I'm going to be releasing um, well I'm not going to hold myself to this because just in case I don't but um, I'm starting to try and make weekly vlogs and it I, I never expected this if you told me I'd be doing this a year ago I wouldn't have I wouldn't have believed you and so it's quite crazy how just following a hunch can change your life. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's the thing, you know, like you said about LinkedIn is, you know, everyone always says, Oh, it's just a place where I keep my resume. You know, it's, it's not, it's not like Facebook or Twitter and, or any of those places, which it's really, it's not because a lot of people, even if they post things that are not, necessarily as serious they still have a meaning or a message behind them uh that they tie in with it um and that's where i discovered it was like wow that's really cool that person wrote something really profound uh i want to comment on that you know it was it it, it breeds engagement more yeah. than other social platforms 
And, um, and that's how I got started. And it was literally just posting a comment in somebody's post and they responded back and they're like, thank you so much for sharing this story with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm like, wait, what? I'm used to like a thumbs up or, or a heart or like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it was quite funny because initially I came from Twitter um, and I didn't think social media was for me because I'd done some work experience and I hadn't really enjoyed it after being on Twitter and posting content out daily and having to do that in order to get a grade at university and then going on LinkedIn and starting to post it, it really changed my perspective and LinkedIn just, just posting on LinkedIn um, has helped me significantly. I mean, not just the comments and the likes because going from Twitter and then going to LinkedIn and seeing people commenting was amazing, but just posting in general because, and of course seeing everyone else's posts, it's helped me to see a lot more meaning to life in general because people, I mean, I've seen a girl, um, her name's Emily. She's on LinkedIn and she always the majority of the time she does a press up video where she does push ups on the floor. Um, occasionally she might do them one handed and she's even done a few flips, which is completely profound. And you can imagine that being on places like Instagram, but LinkedIn, the so-called business platform, seeing that on LinkedIn, it really made me stop whilst scrolling through my feed and she also does videos of her sitting in a car and she she may have a dog on her lap and she talks about something that may seem like the tiniest thing happen ever just as simple as holding a door open for someone but then going a whole lot deeper into the significance of holding a door open for someone and how that can impact someone's day and so it's made me think a lot more of my actions and how doing a tiny thing can positively impact someone's day or even negatively impact someone's day and then change my actions in order to make it a bit more positive. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, our days are made up of all of these moments, you know, and, uh, you know, by doing one little thing here or there, you can change and shift the balance of somebody's entire day uh, and put them on a totally different path. Um, I was doing an interview recently where we were actually talking about how people are like, Oh, you know, that ruined my entire day. You know, that one little thing It's like, okay, well you need to pivot from that and, and, and just look at that as just a moment. But it's amazing how people can let one good action or one bad action that happens to them through the course of the day dictate how their whole day goes. So by simply being polite and holding a door open for somebody can really you know, change and, and push them towards, you know, a more positive day overall. Yeah. I also have realized as well that um, showing gratitude and actively saying please and thank you to people and telling people to have a nice day when you get your groceries from the store, that can also make someone's day go from either a fairly boring day or maybe even a quite bad day to a significantly better day. And recently 
well, fairly recently, I've seen posts on places like Facebook talking about someone that was about to end their life, but then decided not to because someone had been nice to them at the grocery store. And so for me, I don't know whether it's ever happened, but I try and say, have a nice day at the end of it, just because if that can change one person's life within five years of me doing it, that, that will completely make me happy. And I mean, you never know how much it impacts that person's day, but even just seeing a smile on someone's face makes my day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Something else that I found is that from noticing the impact you have on other people, you've also noticed the flip side of if you're feeling a bit down or negative, you know how to get out of it a lot better. And if something bad happens to you in a day, like someone um, gives you the cold shoulder, shoulder, then instead of me being annoyed at that person, I've now started to flip my perspective and wonder what made that person upset as opposed to me getting upset and arguing with them and making both of our days a little bit worse. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, uh, you know, like you said, it make it kind of makes you hypersensitive to noticing it in your own life as well. You know, as you start to uh, empathize with people and be like, okay, well, you know, like to use your example, like, ah, oh, this person's kind of giving me the cold shoulder, you know, instead of getting angry, being like, oh, I wonder how their day's going, you know, or, or, you know, wonder what happened, or maybe they've got a bunch going on right now and they just really don't have time to, you know, really talk to me. Um, you know, they could be, you know, you never know what personal battles uh, internally that people are going through uh, throughout the course of their day. And sometimes it's not intentional that, that they're giving off that vibe. It's just, you know, they're, they're not noticing what's around them because what's within them, what's in their own mind, what they're thinking of is really, um, you know, keeping them from seeing the people that are around them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I completely get that. Well, let's round it all back together then. Just before we finish, David, what would be one thing, one piece of advice you would be able to share from your whole experience and what's the, the, the one key thing that you would say for everyone to do? Just Okay. Advice. Well, my, my advice would be simple is just simply if you have something, a passion, a desire, a dream or a goal that you want to achieve something that you want to do, go out there and take that first step, go out there and do it. And, and don't let yourself or anyone else, um, stop you, you know, go out there and do it. Even if it only is a side hustle and that's all the more that it ever is, go out there and do it. Don't sit there on your, on your, uh, your bed when you're 90 years old being like, man, I wish I would have wrote that book or I wish I would have went on a trip or I wish I would have done this or done that, or I wish I could have done this differently, you know, live your life without regrets and just, just do it. Just go out there and do it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Well, David, it's been amazing to have you. Where can my audience follow you or find you? Okay. Well, uh, you can find me uh, on my podcast, Car Thoughts with David. I do a daily podcast. 
podcast. Um, I'm starting to do a lot more interviews like what uh, Gareth uh, is doing here. And um, you can also find me on LinkedIn, uh, David Calvert. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, David Calvert two. And, um, and my website, creativecalvert.com. You can also find me there. And uh, I also have my books uh, that are currently out listed on my website if you're interested in checking any of them out. That's been amazing. Thank you so much, David. I will include all of his details down below in the description. Just before we finish, don't forget uh, um, the channel for next week is going to be shifting um, from SoundCloud to anchor all of the places which you can find it will be down below in the description ready for next week and i will also mention it on my social media channels probably just before i release the podcast next week thank you so much david for being on the podcast and thank you all for listening my name is gareth rafferty this has been building from the bottom chapter two thank you